Okay, yeah. Nice. Are we recording? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Meg. Oh, my mom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was perfect for the recording. As, yeah, as she bites into a chip. <laughs> Are we recording? Let me say something terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me today in the virtual octagon, uh, you all are just going to have to say your names. I'm John Miles. In address, John Miles. Go ahead, Kobe. (laughs) Colby Peterson. And I just have to point out that I believe that ladies should go first. It's Meg Sanders. That's why John went first. On today's show, Milliken that's on today's show, milking that certificate with Carrie Gibson. Uh and we'll be talking about the candidates in our town. We'll also be doing uh Pinkies Up Thumbs Down and some upcoming events. Are there? There are upcoming events this time. Uh yeah, we got a couple. We got a couple. Virtual events. Uh but but first. What's the hap haps? What's yes. uh what have y'all been doing uh in quarantine? Quarantine day thirty one? I'm homeschooling. I am the homeschool Oh, so those are your kids in the background we can hear. Yeah, I'm already Shut tired up, of it. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> <laughs> no, I see every morning at nine a.m. I'm officially the did she just mute herself? Uh, she must have. She must have really went off this time. She's like, no, sorry. Yes. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's alive, okay? Nobody call. Uh, so- no one's been injured in the making of this podcast. You're So you were saying you're the village something? Oh, I'm the teacher. I'm I'm raising the village. And do you love it? I do. It's so fulfilling. The teacher just has just a little alcohol hidden around so that she can have sip sips when we learn how to. Okay, well, do you guys know how to divide decimal whole numbers? That's interesting. Oh, yeah. So is that so? Are, are they not doing classes? Are they not in like virtual classes or anything like that? No, no. It's all on. Wait, so Dan, you're not teaching your kids? No, they're She's all just like in. Go to virtual class. No, they do. They they go to they go to their Zoom classes. They have them like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and no, they're it's almost like a regular schedule for for my kids. Say That's Joe. what I would do if I was a kid. I'd be like, no, Dad, you don't got to teach me. I've got I've got Zoom classes all day. Don't even worry about me. I'll just be at the computer. Well, no, they're like the curriculum's all there. Like we we have emails that come to us about what they're learning, uh, what they should be turning in, all that good stuff. We have that. We have that. But I mean, we have computer programs that are math based that they're supposed to do these math problems. And I'm sorry, I don't know how to do some of those math problems. So when come <laughs> up and like my daughter's like, I would like, how do I do this, mom? I have to be like, I don't know. Let's Google it. 
And I have to preface that with, I am married to an aerospace engineer with a degree in mathematics. But when you ask him the most basic math question in the world, he has to effing explain the theory of relativity instead of just being like, four times three is 12. (laughs) But why, though? I, that's the kind of that's the kind of teaching I'd like. Oh yeah, like in depth. So, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you got to be teaching your kid why four Give times. Give me the answer three. and let's move on. No, what does four even mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, dude, don't be that guy, dude. I used to. So when we lived in Pleasant Grove, I so. In our church, like, what they'll do is they'll say, all right, hey, you. Like, there's not, like, a trained priest, right? Like, they'll just say, hey, you. You're, you're going to be the guy that teaches everyone, all right? Here's the book. Yeah. So Maddie and I were the ones that did that job, and we taught the adults. So there was this guy in Pleasant Grove that, like, took it upon himself to pull that crap all the time in Sunday school. He'd be like, so we're talking about this lesson, right? And he'd be like, well, I think first we need to talk about what is God? And I'm like, nope, we're not doing yeah. that. Like, like, yeah. Do not hijack my lesson, bro. Like, we're not going to sit here and, you know, like mentally masturbate in this room for your sake. I've got 50 other people here and we need to get on with this. But that crap pisses me off, man. I hate it. The guys <laughs> just trying to get off. Yeah, I do I that mean, at work like, all the time you know, when I'm bored. Spiritually. I just ask stupid fucking questions. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, great to hear, uh, Teacher Meg, Mrs. Meg. Do they call you Mrs. Meg? That's do you make them? No, they don't. They don't call me anything nice. There was oh, and I just (laughs) today when I said it's time to do class, my second grader lost his business, starts kicking his feet. He's sitting at the top of the stairs, and at the top of the stairs is this new bottle of bleach that I bought. At the Walmart to take down to the store, the hoard room, guys, the hoard room. Oh, yeah. And he kicked it and it went down each stair and at the bottom of the stairs exploded. Oh, nice. All over my carpet. And it's dumping out. And I'm like washing dishes and my daughter's like, you know, mom, Benson spilled something. And I immediately see it's bleach. And so then they hear just, you know, Mrs. Sanders going like, fuck. Bitch, shit, you know, just all the words that I have coming out. And so I'm a terrible teacher. Dang, man. So you taught him how to clean bleach out of carpets. Well, I, I feel really him, bad about I that. I him some self-esteem issues. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> you know, I like that. Uh, if anybody's going to mess up your kids, it might as well be you, right? Yeah, that's right. It's an uh, John, what have you been doing all week? Well, me and Meg went to the Democratic Convention for Weber County. Like virtually? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. On Zoom. It was so fun. We got to know all the candidates. We'll tell you more about it in a bit. Ooh. And then I've been getting in uh, Facebook arguments. That's basically the only social interaction. Oh, they're Dude, my favorite thing. Oh, my God. John Miles is a legend on the internet. Like, oh my gosh. Like, John, I don't, I don't remember if I, I shared a screenshot of your interaction with that guy in the You Know You're From Ogden If group about the CDC and the media. Oh, yeah. I shared, I shared that in our Slack channel, but I don't think I shared it in the Junction City Forum. 
Now you gotta be in that group. Dude, John is so cool, man. (laughs) Sassy pants is the word. Sassy pants. Dude, John is the man, dude. I've said it before. My philosophy is that you should only be getting in Facebook arguments if you're there to make fun of the other person. And, like, it really holds true in this quarantine more than ever. Because, like, oh, and I think I said it on our Slack. Like, these guys need to be talked down to and made fun of because that's what they that's what they think political discourse is. So you got to do that to them. <laughs> and, it, and it feels good. They don't know what discourse is. They only know Very it to cathartic. be. Cathartic. Bargain yep. basement insults. Yeah. Like the Trump yeah. style. You're not there to change any minds. Like, my favorite thing is when I make fun of them in a way that they don't even understand, so they look dumb two times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, this argument ended with John telling the guy, that's so dumb, bro. (laughs) And the guy guy didn't comment again. I was like, oh, what a freaking legend. John Miles on the internet, dude, undefeated. Yeah. He just had some really he had some interesting points though. Like he had another one where they were just, you know, arguing over voting for Joseph Biden. And I thought it was so poignant. <laughs> Joseph said, Biden. When John that's said, Okay, weird. we'll have Trump, but I guess you'll have your principles. And I thought, yeah. that's it right there. That's it right there. But you'll have your principles. We'll all be fucked, but you'll have your principles. Yeah, that's been the whole other uh, part of it. You're not just arguing with Trumpers now, you're arguing with the Sanders people who Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's better to have whoa, Trump whoa, than to have whoa. Joe Biden. Look, I, I'm one of those Sanders people, but I, I, I wouldn't lo- say I that I. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. I, but there's the Sanders people who feel like Sanders got cheated. And it's like, he got less votes, man. Like, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess. That's not the Democratic Party screwing him over. His people didn't turn out. Sanders, young hippie folks that love him didn't vote. Well, I think it's, I don't think it's, I mean, this isn't really stuff that we normally talk about on the show. We don't just talk national. But I would say, the one thing I would say is that like, it's, it's not necessarily that Sanders folks didn't show out. I think that people were just scared and they hedged. And so they hedged exactly. on Biden. After South Carolina, everybody saw, everybody hedged on Biden. And honestly, if it was Buttigieg coming out of South Carolina, they would have hedged on Buttigieg. Like everybody just hedged because they're afraid of Trump, man. Like, and so it's not that like, it's not the progressives didn't show up. It's just that, you know, people were afraid of another Donald Trump presidency. And so they hedged on a moderate. They coalesced early. Yeah. And they decided that like, that's the way to go because- you know, we, th- you know, everyone tells us that this is the person that can probably win. And so that's the direction we're going to go. I mean, it's, it's sad, but it's what happened. And that that I agree with. What I have a problem with is people making it seem like it's a Democratic Party conspiracy where it's like, no, maybe members of the Democratic Party decided to nominate the guy who they thought was more electable because they thought that people were afraid of the socialism thing. That doesn't mean it's the Democratic Party. It's the members of the Democratic Party. It's still democracy, you know? I just think that I, I don't people know, have man. a reason for that because, you know, with the whole issues with Hillary Clinton and the debate and from when she ran way back, people do have this fear that the Democratic Party has already picked who their nominee will be before the votes are even cast. Yeah, like and you, you have, have all those. With the app, and that only adds more credence to the conspiracy theories. Yeah, I mean, like, Buttigieg, uh, Klobuchar, 
dropping and then all of a sudden like coming out for Biden. Like, I don't know, man. That's I mean, I get it. That's not a conspiracy. That's that's people making political decisions. And I think that's why you'll hear people be like, fuck the establishment Democrats. Well, that's why you'll hear me calling those people political novices, because that's what the fucking system (laughs) is. That's why he just writes, that's dumb. (laughs) <laughs> that's dumb bro dude oh john john miles on the internet yeah like, you got me there john i did get him fucking there so well, what, what i would say to that is you know keep you got to keep on keeping on man i mean i got my heart exactly. broken. i got my heart broken in 16 when sanders lost then i wasn't happy about it but instead of withdrawing i decided you like no i'm gonna get more involved and john miles invited me to be the county party secretary and i got super involved in local politics and you know it was it was it was a great thing. Right. That's where that's where it's at anyway. Uh, let's uh, move on from John. What did you do, Kobe? Oh, uh, I, I did. I did talk about John Miles. I've watched John Miles on the internet, and it was uh, glorious. I had an idea on Sunday, and I pitched it to Dan Matthews with Indy Ogden, and so you will see that idea come go live on Sunday. Uh, he sent out an email about it today. So if you're on the Indy Ogden um, mailing list, you will have gotten the first glimpse of what we've been planning. And it's going to be awesome. And it's going to help out community members. And it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Um, so I did that. I. So we just get a teaser? Yeah. You got to join the Indy Ogden mailing list if you right. want to know what it is. All right. Otherwise, you'll see, uh, you'll see it come up later. But, I know uh, what yeah. it is. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, John. John is the one that I actually didn't have Dan's phone number anymore for some reason. I, th- I think it's because my phone got wiped. Dan but, Matthews or Dan Martinez? Dan Matthews. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we worked it out, and uh, you know, I knew he was the perfect partner. And dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be awesome. Well, that sounds that sounds promising. Mm-hmm. We need something good. Oh, it's gonna be good. I'm promising. It's good. It's good. It's not nudity, right? It's not some kind of weird nudity. You know what? That makes it even better. You know, so I'll just no. So you should you should get on. Obviously, like if you want to know the stuff, you should join Indiogen's mailing list. But what it is is a it's a box, and that box is filled. Yeah. Is is no no not that not that box. Gross. So (laughs) oh my god, it's a box filled with. <laughs> it's a box filled with products from local businesses right in Ogden nope, that that's brilliant. That Put me on the del- list. That will be delivered to your door. Yeah, I'll say Put out. me on the list. Yeah. So like basically I get Ipsy and Birch box. I need another box. Yeah, it's so it's a local Ogden box and the people delivering it will all of the money goes to, you know, people in the community delivering, you know, like there's not a cut that, you know, Indy Ogden takes from that, like it's a it's a separate thing. Yeah, it's brilliant. And so, like you know, even the even the delivery fee it helps a local person. So it's oh, I love it. Is it called yeah. Ogden Box? It's called the Impact Ogden Box. Oh, oh why Impact Ogden Box? That's weird. <laughs> okay, I love why, it. Why, they, isn't they, there isn't there an already an Impact Ogden? No, is there? Oh, maybe I'm thinking Youth Impact. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Oh, that's cool, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to shit on you there. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that there was another place called... Yeah, no. No. That's a great idea. Yeah, so that's Impact it. Impact Ogden. You might as well call it Garbage Ogden, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
So those boxes will be up for sale on Sunday. I think is when it goes live. So, I think that's so great. You'll be able to order them, and uh, we're hoping to deliver them. You know, next week. Is there any way you can put a oh, wow. like slack water pizza Nate's wings into oh. the box? Oh, I wish, man. Ooh, I could. I could really. Food. No, one of those uh, it, boxes has to have a frozen Tony's pizza. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Delicious. But, but I could really uh, go for this is Sparta right now. That's my favorite pizza. Is I know. Water. Mm-hmm. I hear so, you. Oh, yeah. I love olives, man. Damn it, you guys. Now I got to eat more chips. <laughs> um, and I have just been depressed. So we'll oh. move on. Oh, man. Oh. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. Let's go back. I think that's an important discussion to have because yeah. I think at some point I said to my husband, you know, every day it feels like we're just eating sand. It's just like, oh God, sand again. Because it is. It's the monotony of of life. We really are going like up and down. Like sometimes we feel like we're in the quarantine groove, but then other days, like today, we're just fucking screaming at our kids all day long. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I mean, like what I tried to, uh, I took a couple of days off of work actually, cause I'm still working. Uh, and I took a couple of days off just to like, I have to recharge the batteries, like figure out what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. Got super existential. It was crazy. I'm like, uh, because you I kind of love yourself, that. You ask yourself, is this real? Is this really yeah. what we're doing? Yeah. I love that everyone's in a place right now where they can really just kind of take a step back from their lives and evaluate things and decide what's, what, you know, what's valuable. Well, my friend, I spoke with her yesterday and she goes, I think we're going to get divorced when this is over. And I laughed Uh, and she goes, no, seriously, I think we're going to get divorced when this is over. Oh, no. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll be all right. I'm sure, you know, when you're with somebody that amount of time, you're just like, I hate you. What did I do when I was 23? And, you know, like John said, then the next year, like, oh, I'm so glad I have this person here. Right. That's a good point. Like, if you're feeling like, uh, like we are, you know, uh, you should definitely reach out to, uh, the rest of the community on, I guess whatever channels you guys use. I'm not on Facebook, so I mean. Oh, you're, oh, you're not. I didn't know. Maybe. What, yeah. Where are you connecting with people, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. Like, are you getting your mental health needs met? No, because you know what? I'm on Twitter, and that's even. I feel like that's like worse. All you got well, there yeah. is Donald well, dude, Trump. You could text me back. You have to. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you do have to watch the negativity and the toxicity but i just want to assure people out there that i mean i'm no doctor god knows but um there is an end point this is not life forever you know as i'm reading i just finished a book about the spanish influenza in 1918 which was horrific and terrible and they didn't have the medicine or the research that's now available and there was an end point and there will be an end point to this and you have to stick it out because at some point this will end. There are brilliant minds at work, not in the white house, but in other places it will end. You are not stuck in this position forever. Yeah. That's a good, that's, that's a good point. I did reach out to people that I hadn't talked to in forever. So you asked about like who might, 
like I reached out to a couple of old college friends um, that I hadn't talked to in a while. Just made sure everybody was safe. That that actually felt really good. Um, reconnecting with people, it was nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's an excellent point. Mental health at this time period is precarious and important. Well, thank you all. Uh, this is definitely helping as well. Uh, moving the show along. That's what we'll do now. <laughs> uh, so let's talk local news. Uh, you heard at the top of the show, uh, Carrie Gibson. Um, there's a little piece on Carrie Gibson that uh, that came out earlier this week, I want to say, right? Salt Lake Tribune. Yes. Right, from the Tribune. Um, <laughs> Kobe, do you want to take this? yeah yeah, man so as many of you probably know carrie gibson former county commissioner he's the guy that created the golden parachute that we talked about last year in uh, march i think it was about a year ago uh if you want to go back to the archive listen to that i think that was the uh you get a you get a a golden parachute and you get a you know oh yeah it was a created it and, and then took advantage of it right yeah and then used it of course yeah so uh, he's no longer in the county commission. He is, you know, he's working for the state, of course, as all good Republicans do when they're right. trying to make some money, I guess. He's with the Department of Natural Resources. Yeah, he's with the DNR. And so, and he's also running for Congress in Congressional District 1 now for Rob Bishop's seat. And so uh, Salt Lake Tribune did some digging into the credentials of some of the candidates. They looked at Gibson and noticed that he had on several biographies – noted that he had a dairy herdsman degree from Utah State University. They decided to call the USU registrar to find out what that's all about. Well, guess what? It's not a degree. It was a certificate program that he did in the early 90s, and uh, I think it was he was only there for three semesters. I, do you guys know any degrees that you can get in three semesters? What? Because it's I don't. Yeah, so you know, it was like, well, he lied about his he lied about having a degree, and then you know, there's read the piece in the Salt Lake Tribune. The dean of agriculture up there was like, well, you know, back, you know, back then they didn't really have associate degrees for this, you know, and so if it were a thing now, we would call it an associate's degree. But my pushback on that was like, well, you know, they did have associate degrees back then, and this wasn't one of them. Well, here's my big issue: is that the bread and butter of Utah State is their agricultural program. Indeed, I mean. There, people from across the country come specifically for that area. And I I think the most important word, and I just have to say, um, Carrie did work for the DNR, but he was actually the head of uh, agricultural here in the state. He worked for the Department of Agricultural, Agriculture here in Utah. He had left the DNR to get that gig uh, at the Utah Department of Agriculture and Food. So my issue is that you have this university that is known. I mean, for God's sakes, they're the Aggies. And they're not the Aggies because they think a cow is cool. (laughs) They're the Aggies because that was what they initially came out as. If you want to learn about this business, this is where you come. So my big problem is Ken White, who was the dean of agriculture up at this school, said, The fact, I have to read you the direct quote, because to me, the direct quote is what's, is what's most startling, particularly because my husband got his master, his, his undergrad at his master's from there. And so to have somebody say this 
about his degree, I think, is ridiculous. It says right here, he says, at Gibson's request, Ken White, Dean of USU's College of Agriculture and Applied Science, clearly I can't say that word, good Lord, and the controversy over calling the certificate a degree is a nothing burger. Right. So he sees no issue between calling something a degree, which, you know, you have to take a litany of classes and requirements, versus calling it a certificate. Right. That to me is appalling. Right. To this guy, if you go to three semesters of his university, that's the same as completing a bachelor's degree. I agree. You should know better. I mean, wow. Silly. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of hay has been made about the fact that, you know, <laughs> Gibson misrepresented. He, he definitely misrepresented. And, and the thing that's annoying is he didn't really apologize or walk it back. He doubled down on it. And he said, well, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then he I feel like he leaned on USU, the dean, to get and say, hey, can you clear this up? And so the guy comes out and says, this isn't a big deal. The dean comes out and says, this isn't a big deal. You shouldn't Amen. care about this. I want to know what what would possess a dean of a, a specific university of that or college, I guess, when you sector it down college, to yeah. defend him, to say, you're right, it's or it's not a big deal. We're going to excuse probably, that he's claiming that he did the work to claim this. Well, it's probably because he knows him personally, right? And And that's just what it is. And so you don't want to make an enemy of somebody who is fairly high up in the sector that you teach, you know, the at the foremost, you know, in higher institution of higher ed in the state for, which is agriculture. So I, you know, so this, this, what's his name? Ken what? Ken White. Ken White. So he, so he comes out and then sort of backs it up. So, you know, that gives Gibson license to just double down on it and say, yeah, see, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it should be a degree, but it's really not. And, and then it's funny because in, in the piece, he talks about how like Gibson reads what the, what the certificate says. And then in the piece, it says, it said happen. it was a certificate, not a degree. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's would like, you guys agree? I mean, so disclaimer here, Carrie Gibson is distant family on my side of the family. And there's no doubt when you go out to, and I, I don't know if you know who Carrie Gibson's other family member is, but it's Ryan Wilcox, who is a representative oh. for Mike Lee. And they actually all work and own the Gibson family farm out in West Weaver. But there is a long history of them owning and working that land. There's no doubt he knows his stuff when it comes to dairy farming. Sure. So I do understand when people know, you don't necessarily have to go to school to garner the knowledge. Sure. But don't lie about it either. Yeah, right. That's how I feel right there. Well, and I feel like it's worth noting that this guy already is involved in this this whole thing from 2018 where the police – or, or uh, I think the police complete a, do a report about something that Gibson's involved in, and it doesn't lead to any charges. But when the newspaper tries to get a copy of the report, Gibson sues and says you can't have it. So then the newspaper, specifically Kathy McKittrick, who's a, who was a reporter for The Standard – she uh, files to dismiss the suit, and and Gibson's basically just working to um, – just fighting to make sure that this report about him doesn't get out. It's like this guy is just all about obfuscating and uh, – Dude, he's Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, he, come on. No, no, I, 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 Utah, Utah's own Donald Trump. Yeah, 
Yes, the parallels of Donald Trump claiming that he's got a degree from the Wharton School of Business, and he actually only has a certificate from the Wharton School of Business. Oh, is and that then, true? He doesn't yes. actually have a BA in economics no, from Wharton? I don't, believe, I don't believe that he actually finished and got his degree from the Wharton School of Business. Oh, my gosh, because that's one thing that has always sat wrong with me. Like, if, if I could pick any place to go to school in the country, it's the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. That is the best business school in the country that we have. Sorry, Harvard. Well, like I'll, that's I'll that's it. Sure that I'm not wrong on that information because God knows I've been wrong a few times in my life, just a few. Well, well and but, so that's that. That was always my thing: is like, how does Donald Trump get through one of the best business schools in the country and is still this stupid? Like, and it doesn't and, and gets a business. He gets a degree in economics and fundamentally doesn't understand economics and starts a trade war. Like, how how do you do that? Well, now you have Kerry Gibson going before the Utah Supreme Court arguing that this information that Kathy McKittrick has wanted to pursue, which is on its face a a, a public's right to know, right, and right. he's fighting it. And it's actually a, it's a battle over a press release of the Ogden Police Department probe he faced. Now, right. we don't know what it is exactly that was questioned or what he had done. But he is fighting all the way to the Utah Supreme Court to not have those documents released. Come to light. Yeah, and so I think the last question on this is like, okay, he lied about his degree. I honestly don't care. He has a certificate. He's obviously a professional in his field, which is dairy farming. I grew up next to dairy farm. Listen, man, I get it. Like you learn by doing in a situation like that. Cool. But what does it say about him as a person who's seeking – you know, one of the highest offices in the land. He wants to be a congressman, but he won't apologize for this and he doubles down on it and he leans on people to back him up. Like, what does that say about him? Yeah. Says he's an asshole. Well, it says, <laughs> it says that he's a person who is very likely to abuse the office that he's going to potentially, that he, that he seeks right now, right? right if he right. were to win that office, he could potentially, like, there's no doubt in my mind that he would use every lever available to him as a person in power to make sure that one he takes care of himself because we've seen that behavior over and over again of him as a person who was in the state legislature as a person who was a county commissioner and now a person who's seeking to be a congressman right and doing everything he can legally to make sure that the public doesn't get to know what he's doing while they pay his salary right well doesn't it make you wonder what the standard I mean, what do you guys expect from the people that you elect? Is it that they have a four-year degree? Is that important to you that you would need to lie about it? What do you guys expect from your leadership? No, I don't. I don't, I don't care give about a shit that. about a degree. Yeah, I don't care because, like, like one of the things that I would actually love to see is I want to see more people who have gone through trade school take up office in the state legislature. Oh you know yeah, I mean? like, like. Let's see more of that. Let's see more working class people who work in skilled trades take up office. So it's not really about that to me. It's like, you know, what, what do I want to see from my congressman? I want to see a person who has humility, who is willing to listen, and who is willing to admit when they're wrong and be a good leader. Like that's that's what I'm that's what I want to see. Kerry Gibson is none of those things. Like Kerry Gibson is first and foremost about himself. And he's proved it over and over again. And this is just another episode in the Kerry Gibson saga of taking care of care of Gibson first. And that's not why he's there, you know, if he if he were to be a congressman. Dang. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I mean there's nothing really more to say Kobe to that. Said it. Kobe, that's yeah, what the 
fuck? And he wants to be CD one, right? Yeah. Like, uh, right. we, we should be. You got better choices, Republicans. Don't yeah, go with well, this guy. That's my question: is why aren't more Republicans outraged about this? Well, they don't care. Well, if you Who read knows? the article, though, if you read the article by, that the Trib did, there is a litany of people that are actually running against Carrie Gibson that are upset, that are saying, "No, you don't get credit." for work that was never done. So uh, I, I think, think that's really the interesting thing issue. is we're going to see the, the Republican convention is in like two weeks, I think maybe less. And state so we're going to see no county convention where they're going to do. Oh, I'm sorry. It is going to be state convention where that's okay, yeah. decided. You're so right. You're right. This may matter. I was thinking county convention is in like two weeks, but yeah, we won't get to see how the actual electorate responds to this until state convention. Well, and when you only have one newspaper, one out of Salt Lake, actually picking up the story, you know, because yeah, a prime what's with and, that? And what's with the standards are coming? That's crazy. Yeah, and so I, I thought, like, what's the thing to do here, right? Like, what's the action? Like, what can people? What can the JC peeps actually do? And so this is uh, the thing that I decided was find the link in the Junction City Forum to the article. We'll post it there so you can read it yourself. And then make sure to share it. You know that's that's the way that this works. So I watched an episode of PBS Frontline last night, and uh, they did an episode on the NRA, and they talked about the NRA's playbook. Like, how did the NRA get so powerful in Congress? And it talks about the reason that they did was because they had a group of motivated people who, when called upon, they voted and they would blow up. Congress people's phones. They would show up to town halls and they would make, he's like, and it didn't take a lot, you know, it didn't take a lot of these folks, but they showed up and they did those things. And because of that, the, the people in Congress were, you know, they definitely would listen to what the NRA would tell them because they were afraid that they would mobilize that group against them. And I think that that's what the JC peeps need to do on this. Like if you're tired of Carrie Gibson shenanigans, you got to stand up and you got to share this article. Like just, you know, you don't even have to comment, just Share it. Make sure that everybody knows that this happened. And I want tell- people. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kobe. That's, that's it. Like that's that's the action. Share it and make sure everyone knows what he did and what it says about him. And I'm I want people to recognize we have constantly paid for Carrie Gibson's lifestyle. Right. Oh yeah. Especially so in Beaver County. Yes. And so again, do you want to go and again give your money to Carrie Gibson, the man? does not work. He goes from one uh, public office to the next and cre- right. you know collect pensions. We've now got Department of Agriculture, DNR, uh commissioner, sheriff's department. It's just one after State the legislator, other. right? State yeah. legislator. Yes, see? We're going to take a quick break. Uh we'll be back with more uh, local news. We'll be talking about candidates and uh, John's yeah, candidates point of next. view on okay. candidates in your town after the break. Hey, JC peeps, it's Colby, and I want to tell you about our new home, Foley's MMA. Foley's MMA offers classes in boxing, kickboxing, and Brazilian jiu jitsu for ages five to adult. All experience levels are welcome. It's owned and operated by our good friends, Disco Dave and Sana Foley at 31st and Washington Boulevard in downtown Ogden, if you know where it is. It's right next to Kiesel, uh, the Kiesel Services place. So uh, I came to Foley's MMA, uh, gosh, it's been a while ago, 
And uh, I really wanted to uh, help out in the community. I helped uh, Dave and Sana start a nonprofit that helps kids uh, get in here and uh, get their get uh, learn how to box and those kinds of things. And so uh, from there, my wife started coming. She's been um, almost weekly attendant here at Foley's MMA. Uh, loves it. Always loves her gym family. And so if you want to be a part of that gym family, you should come on down too. So if you're interested or just curious, check them out at foleysmma.com or follow them on social media to learn about upcoming classes. They've got a lot of them. Uh, it's a solid gym with good folks and a great place to learn, train, and get in shape. So, oh, the last most important piece, officially approved by John Miles. So check them out. Welcome back. Uh, so we're going to get right into some uh, some of the local candidates in Ogden uh, that are running. Uh, this was, John hinted at it earlier in the show, he and Meg showed up virtually to a town hall town hall no it was convention the democratic convention i was getting there john i got you there baby <laughs> uh so yeah let's let's talk about who who's in the race right now um and and what do the races look like i mean i guess well yeah so filing past, was on yeah go ahead what is it it was filing closed like two or three weeks ago so now it's official who's running. I think there's, uh, as far as state legislature races, there's no primaries, but there is a primary in CD1 and no longer a primary in Senate 19. Am I missing anything, Colby? Nope. I'm asking Colby. He's not even a Weber County resident anymore. I know, man. That's what I was, I was sad about that weekend was that I knew, I mean, we promoted it on, you know, in the Junction City Forum and it had shared it on the Facebook page, letting folks know that. Weber County Convention was that was that weekend, but you know, I didn't attend. It was it was our we had our boys' birthday party, which was a very slim affair, <laughs> right? Because no one could come over. But um, I was sad because it was like, oh man, it's convention, and I'm not even a Weber Democrat anymore, so I didn't attend. Ah, uh, yeah, that's sad. But yeah, so sad. I don't think there's there's primaries anywhere. So we can talk about who's in all the state legislature races. We may have mentioned. A bunch of them. I'll just go through quickly. We uh, did. We've talked to a lot of them. Right. Uh, House District 7 is Grant Protzman. He was uh, Speaker of the State House back in the 90s. So he has been... A, minority, a, or he was I'm on the General minority. Steering Committee. I'm yeah, on the General Steering Committee with him in North Ogden. He's a Fruit Loop. Yeah. Uh, he's not a Fruit Loop. He's no, a he's not. No, what no, does listen, that mean? Listen. listen. No, I don't mean gay. Ooh, no, not what I mean gay. <laughs> no, in his heyday, in his heyday, I'm sure he was amazing. He is like that old man rambler now where everybody's like, shut the fuck up, old man. Wait, are we recording? Oh, shit, I hope Yeah. <laughs> I have to see him once a month. No, I love you on a committee with him? Oh, my gosh, man. But he is just like, he is just like, I don't know where you're just, I, oh, I'd like time how long he's going to ramble. You know what? I do have to say that like, and, and this is going to be kind of a common thing between a few of the candidates, but, uh, but yeah, there is like this kind of old school Democrat type thing where like, de uh, Democrats in maybe the nineties were kind of, um, uh, conservative, you know, and Democrats now don't kind of love all of that. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's they're, they're Republican. They're like basically moderate Republicans now. Yeah. <clears throat> but who knows? That might be what 
wins a race somewhere like House District Seven because people know Grant Protzman. They like they like what he stands for. Well, you know, and Meg, you mentioned earlier that you know for Meg, Jesus, Ryan Wilcox <laughs> is running for that seat again. Right. Yes, and and Ryan is he's a master. He is, and and yeah, just among the Republican Party, and he's got his boo boos. I think he's yeah. going to milk those boo boos. Yeah, but you know, his right hand man is was Brent Taylor, and his family out is my family. So all the Musgraves, Bitten, Gibsons, Baileys are all one crew, and they love him. But so is Kyle Anderson not running, or are they just primarying him? He's not running. Okay, right. Homeboy lost six figures. He's like, okay, honey, you got to make up with prostitution to make up for what you gave to that you Nigerian know, I email- prince. I emailed him after that happened, and I just told him, like, hey, I think it's really unfortunate because I think he was – maybe I had just moved, but he was still maybe my rep at the time. But that was a really sad story if you don't it's know. Horrible. Yeah, his, so uh, his, his wife ended up getting scammed pretty badly and uh, pretty much gave their life savings away to a scammer. And uh, Wait, whose really, wife $100, is this? $160,000. It was Kyle Anderson, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't sad know that. Story. Yeah, sad story. That is sad. And what makes me sad is as I just can't imagine how terrible she felt. Like, I can't even... But there's no way that somebody's going to tell me that you're going to get a ticket unless you pay me this much money and I just do it and not go, hey, Brian, somebody I don't know (laughs) said I need to wire transfer six figures to this bank account. So I don't get a ticket? I don't know. That's hard to feel bad. I'm sorry. It's hard to feel bad for that person. Now I know who you're talking about because I remember reading that. And I remember thinking, ha, but that was it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's District 7. Uh, District 8. Good I think that's the next the poll program. right there. Everybody, the poll should be who is the worst person on this show? <laughs> 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 who is the devil incarnate of this show? <laughs> <laughs> or like the most heartless i think it should be it i know colby would be like oh he's such a sweetie pie. yeah colby's a saint uh right? it's gotta be <laughs> john miles mick sanders fair. and then me uh, <laughs> so who's, in, who's in district eight john district, who's eight in district eight is none other than the kingmaker oscar yeah. mata Running up there on the East Bench in Harrisville. Oh, so. friend of the show, you mean, Oscar Mata. I said, yeah, great friend of the show, Oscar. And so uh, he's got this um, – he's running He's running a good campaign, I got to say. He's putting together these videos, looking pretty slick, trying to look, you know, professional. He's got, he's got this campaign. now. <laughs> That's right. He's got and glasses. Hey, you know what? Older. Oscar has lost some weight. I mean, like, I wouldn't say that about – like usually maybe, but like that kid has done an amazing job. So anyway, and then, and then, so his campaign's good. He's got this, um, uh, I, I can't remember what he's calling it, but it's just like this, you know, take care of your neighbors, like make sure that everyone's doing fine in this, which I like, like he's just got this good community focus to his campaign. So, so Kingmaker running for district eight, get out and vote for him. Nice. Yeah. And he's not being primaried at all or nothing like that. 
No, nope. no funny business or anything like that, huh? Nope. He's just going for it. Nice. And I mean that district. If you don't know that district, the Democrat, the Democrat last cycle got forty nine point three percent. So it was something like I I don't know a few hundred votes away from winning. So not even that. One hundred twenty votes. Yeah. So Oscar, with the way he knows how to run a campaign and the way he's going to be able to organize that district, you know, with uh, precinct chairs like Shane Forrester, yes. that guy's going to clean up. <laughs> I've been wow. emailing him. I've been emailing what? him at least. Wow, John. That was that was some really great analysis and I You're welcome. With with precinct chairs like Shane Forrester. <laughs> oh yeah. You Shane guys heard the work he was doing. Shut it down, Forrester. Did you with, email Shane about coming on? Did you email Shane did. about coming on? I did. I I mean, I, I text him about Sunday and he sounded interested for this show. I text him like 15 minutes before and I, I have emailed him at least once a week. The oh, really? guy that has to do all the work, a precinct chair, Shane Forrester of all people. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, it's a good looking, it's a, that's a dream team right there. Great district leadership. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know what? And and yes, there's sarcasm there. And if Shane wants to Shane wants to uh clap prove back me wrong. Or, yeah, prove me wrong, come on the fucking show, Shane. Yeah. All right. So then uh House District Nine has got another one of these. Um uh so Steve Olson is running there. Steve has uh he was a former Weber County party chair. He ran for CD1, I think, twice. And uh, he's run for a state house a couple of times. And he always gets really close. Steve is the uh, – Steve, he, he's run in more unfriendly districts in the past. District 9 can be pretty friendly to a Democrat. And Steve um, – I don't, I don't know if Steve's run in 9 before, but Steve has been a bishop for the last little while in 9 – and Steve's a really like articulate guy. He's just so passionate about how uh, most people in Utah, particularly Mormons, are Democrats, and they just don't realize it. So he's big into like quoting scripture. I mean, he's a, a faithful Mormon, obviously, and so he just he's so good at quoting scripture to Mormons and and showing them how really, if they were following their faith, they would be voting for the Democratic Party, and so. So he's got a real shot to win that. I mean, he's come close in in a lot of races a lot of times. So, um, so that's where is District Nine? So yeah, it's uh, downtown District? Ogden. It's Roy um, into West Haven a little bit. It's where Kathy Darby ran last time. Last time, so West Ogden, downtown Ogden, Roy West Haven. Um, okay, so I have a question. You're saying that he's good about preaching to Mormons about why they should be Democrats. Right. Is that something that is going to help him in downtown Ogden, Roy, and West Ogden? Is that something that you really think is going to help? Well, the the conventional wisdom is that you have the Democrats in, in the Ogden precincts already, so you've got 
those won. And what you need is somebody who can pull in the conservative voters of Roy and West Haven. West Haven is where you're talking. Okay, yeah. I got it now. So he appeals to that more conservative thing. He's also an engineer. He's worked at AutoLeave for, I don't know, 30 years. And so he's a problem solver, as he calls himself. So, I mean, he's, he's a pretty good candidate. I mean, District 9... I can't think of exactly. I think they got around forty-six. The the Democrat Kathy Darby got like forty-six percent. So well, another I think she really did a little better than that, didn't she? She might have. She might have been like even in the high forty-seven percent. I'm and not. She sure. worked her ass off. You have to be oh, willing yeah. to. I mean, she worked so hard. Kathy was a great candidate, and I mean, last time she just got kind of what the de- what the Republicans always do to Democrats is they just swap out the unpopular guy. So there was a terrible guy in nine, four years ago. It was uh, uh, Fawson and he was just a dickhead that everybody hated. And so I know Fawson. Right. So two years ago he left and they ran a fresh Republican and that's how they kind of got Kathy that cycle. No, no, no. It was another dickhead. His name was Peterson, Jeremy Peterson. No, no, no. Uh, Musselman. No, we're talking about nine, right? Fawson was in oh. House District 7. Oh, Jeremy yeah. Peter- Sorry, Jeremy Peterson right. was, right. was the other Wrong Republican dickhead. dickhead. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Peterson was the guy. Thanks. Yeah. And yeah, then they got rid of him and they brought in Musselman who had no baggage and money. So, right. And yeah. Fawson's right. my district. What is that, seven? Yeah, yeah was, he was in seven. He was before Kyle. Before he's, Anderson, the, right. he's the ghost of House District 7 because even though he moved he to North Carolina. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. He he always like shows up on Facebook and like talks. And Acts he's like, like Bro, he's you... got all this wisdom. <sighs> he does, doesn't he? Yeah. I went up to him once at a meeting and I was like, I don't like you. I don't like you at all. But your nephew is my daughter's best friend, so I'm just gonna uh-huh. block you from my life. <laughs> I haven't heard from him since. Yeah. So in House District Nine in 2018, Kathy Darby Wait, got 47 percent. Uh, so okay, great, great analysis, John. What about House District Ten? Uh, 10, Ten Lou Shirtliff is the current uh, representative, and she's running again. So that's uh, really good. I mean, you know, Lou is has won already, and she's been in the legislature for a lot of years. And I mean, she was great out in the front of opposing the tax reform, and she gave a great speech on that. And she's been doing. You How know, has she not been on our show yet? You know well, what? She will come. Yeah. yeah so- when we have like quality, you know, hosts and quality information like Meg's fuck my mom comment, I'm sure it's going to bring it out. You guys can't swear in front of Lou. Lou is a sweetheart and I will protect her like my grandmother. Yeah. So on, to your question, Dan, that day. so when we did JCP Day on the Hill, <laughs> Um, when Zach, Zach Thomas, the Weber County Dems chair and I went to the democratic caucus for lunch, uh, they were in there eating and we were just sort of in there listening to them talk. Um, that was when mittens came in, um, oh, mittens. at the end, I, I asked Lou, I was like, Hey, you know, we have the show. And once the legislative session is over, we'd love to have to interview you and talk about your experience. And she's like, Oh, I'd love to, you know, just send me an email, let me know. And it had been our plan to do that at the end of March, but then um, COVID-19 happened. And so we yeah. haven't, haven't had that chance. Oh, dang. We were, we were this close. She was on the books. Wow. She was. She uh, was the books. What about 11? No. 11 wait, is Jason 11 is... Allen. Jason oh, yeah. Allen is a jerk. <laughs> Great friend of the show. Great friend. 
great JCP. running for a second time. He got like 46%, which was a, a good 10%. Was it 46? 44.76. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was still a 10% jump from what anyone's done in that district in years. So, um, so he's got, he's another excellent candidate. Like the candidates we've got all over this County, you've got a candidate who has got a chance to win. So tell your damn friends. Yeah. Get out and vote. Um, so yeah, Jason, I think, I think 12 is actually the exception. 12. I don't know if there is a candidate yet. 12 is always really hard to find a Democrat. There, there is not a Democratic candidate in house district 12 to run against Mike Schultz, but there is a United Utah candidate. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, uh, where's twelve again? Sorry. So that's it's, fine. Uh, it's like Southern Roy, South Roy, Hooper into Davis County, uh, like West Point. Ugh, yeah. Well, I think places <laughs> like that would really be nervous <laughs> about folks building in their area. That if they could get a Democrat that said we're not gonna, we're gonna try to figure out how to you know, stem the tide of building. And I know that's predominantly zoning and city council, but I do think your legislature has a part of that. So. Well, yeah, it's tough. I remember Colby and I went and met with somebody. uh, I don't remember if it was a city council person. I think she she like worked with the city or something like that. Right. And uh, it's just so hard. It's like there's people out out there who are passionate and want to see change, but they just, I don't know. It's it's hard for them to even see it as a possibility, it's which is hard. sad, so, but kind of correct. <laughs> yeah. So in in 2018, that seat got 30 percent to Mike Schultz's 69.49 percent. So I mean, pretty much. I mean, and and the candidate in in 12, Rick Jones. Um, I think he he just did uh, the name on the ballot thing. So 30 percent is your floor. You know what I mean? And it's only up from there. Right. I don't think I don't think he knocked any doors or made phone calls or anything. But so that's it. Like, there's no opportunity for a Democrat in that district this year. Yeah. So um, if you want to see that change, start planning now. Yeah. Right. And then uh, House District 29 is Kerry Wade, and he ran uh, the last cycle. He's running again. So hopefully that's a good chance to see and some. He's just pic- amazing. Uh, I mean, he, Kerry uh, Wayne, who blew the lid off of the whole county commission having parachutes and taking yeah. all that money to, to bail themselves out. Yeah. Right. Carrie has been on top of that commission and like he goes to all those commission meetings and comments and, and uh, I mean, he's got specific ideas about what they're doing wrong. Well, and it's just endlessly ironic because he's this Democrat but on the flip side, he's the one that's actually like, let's look at our spending. Let's make sure we're right. spending it where it needs to be. Whereas, you know, you have your Republicans that are dumping it down the drain, essentially, by parachutes. Well, I mean, so, and, right. and that's the argument that I would make to folks is that, like, you know, when it actually comes down to brass tacks, like Democrats are the ones that do the math. You know, right. when 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 the Republicans chose to and every time that they do this, every time the Republicans choose to go and spend a bunch of money on a tax cut, they never at they never really look at how it's going to get paid for. Right. The Democrats are usually the ones that say, OK, like when, when the Affordable Care Act came through, the Democrats knew exactly how they were going to pay for it. The Republicans well, don't I, they don't they don't legislate like that. And it's I always go not, back to to Andy Beatles talking about how it's cheaper to um 
to house a homeless person than to have them on the streets and have them be arrested and be the police's problem, you know, a few nights out of the month. And like how really, if you're a fiscal conservative, you invest that money into helping the homeless person so that they're not a burden on the other parts of the, the, the system, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's Democrats who understand that, who actually like think through enough to understand that. That is the truth, John Miles. Um, are there? Oh, so we're not, are we going to get into the the congressional district? Oh well, we'll just mention Senate District 19 and Katie Owens, who is also a great friend of the oh, show. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, sorry. And that's no longer a primary because um, uh, Chris had to get out of the race. So, so now Katie is the the candidate there, and so we can all just get behind her and support her. And I've never seen someone hustle more than than she does. So seriously, I mean, that says yeah. a lot Katie's about be how great. bad we want it. Yeah, yes. like she's been coming up to North Ogden City Council meetings. She's been all over Weber County, and she's the right County. person to be there. Like she's her background is in policy anyway. Like it just makes so much sense. Right, she can really talk about that stuff in a way that that makes sense, and she can come up with ideas that you know people like. Uh yeah so oh she and was then uh, to come on the show too oh, oh she'll be back on I mean she's been on but uh and then and then there is the county commission which one of the seats and I do not actually know which which seat is which but um Alex McDonald is running for one I think he's running for Harvey's seat yeah that's the only one yeah. this year yeah so that's that's, that's the only one Harvey Harvey says you need seat. to vote for him because they all get along so well. That you need right. to reelect him because it's just such a nice atmosphere. It's so true. I, think, I mean, oh, God forbid we have a naysayer in something. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He's... Wait, you want discourse? No, not here. Yeah, I would uh-huh. hate to have actual discussion over decisions and policy as opposed to, hey, buddy, we're buddies. Let's go we're for on it. The same page. Yeah, I mean, and that's pretty much what the commissioner said when when John and I interviewed him last year. You know. The commissioner came onto the show and, you know, talked about how the commission, you know, everybody got along so well. And, you know, this is really, this is really great. You know, everything's clicking. And it's just like, all that tells me, man, is that, you know, it's business as usual up there that, you know, everyone is on the same page with letting developers do whatever they want to do. Exactly. They're all literally part of the same club. They really are. And at the helm is Carrie Gibson. Yeah. Calling the shots. Um, One other thing to mention, um, we sort of brushed past this state Senate district 20, which is, this is our uh, Senate district, Dan. Oh. This, so this is Plain City, you know, um, south of there. So like Roy, Hooper, West Haven, West Haven. Yeah, Clinton is a piece of this. I think it goes into um, maybe I'm from West Haven. Or, I mean, uh, West Point. Um, that seat is currently held by Greg Buxton, and there was not anybody who filed to run against him. Ah, oh, that sucks. Are I you know. kidding me? I tried finding somebody online. I was like, somebody, please at least go put your name on to just have a name on the ballot against this dude. And no one filed. So he will get, he will coast to another four years in the Senate. That Mitch sucks. Adams should run against him. Your should guys' is mayor. Too late. Your mayor would be wonderful in Clinton. Well, it's too late. Is it Mitch. still Mitch Adams? Yeah, it is, is it Mitch still, Adams still. He's been like the mayor in Clinton for 20 plus years. He is like, uh, when he had his mustache, he was very uh, Sam Neill-esque. I don't know who Sam Neill is. 
What? From Jurassic Park? Yeah. Oh, oh gotcha. wait. No, yeah. I'm thinking of somebody else then. Who's the guy That's from okay. Tombstone? Who's the guy I'm from Tombstone? Because let from me what? tell you, I grew up with Mitch Adams. His daughter was like my best friend through elementary and high school, and I didn't see the Sam Neill wait, comparison. Who's, who's uh, the guy from Tombstone? Shit. Oh, Pat, that's um Kevin Costner? No. Val Kilmer? No. It's Sam. It's it's Val Kilmer. It's Sam Elliott. No. Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott. That's the one. That's Sam it. Elliott. There and, you go. And Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's a weird comparison. Sam Neill. Yeah. What? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> well. No. Uh, so I I wasn't. I got to talk about Alex McDonald for a second because I like Alex a lot. Um, Did he have I, a uh, farm? Huh? Did he have a farm? <laughs> no alex alex um i don't know what they're called now they they were intermountain donor, donor services, services yeah but now they've got a new name but anyways he's basically been in charge of the campaign to recruit organ donors in the state for the last like 30 years um and so he's done a lot of lobbying along those lines and um you know for a while he was fighting to make it so that people were automatically organ donors and they had to opt out. Like he's just, he's, he's really good about that kind of stuff. I like Alex a lot. Uh, when I was, he spent two years as the vice chair for the County party while I was chair. Uh, so he did some work with us there. <laughs> if you, uh, people will remember Alex for his crazy white hair. He kind of looks like a, like a mad scientist. He looks like doc Brown from back to the future. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I like it. Like he's the kind of guy I think we need because he's smart. He knows how to fundraise and make connections and you know lobby, write laws, that kind of stuff. But he's also like not too serious. You know, he's a he's a fun dude. So I would love it if Alex would win. I'm interested to see what he'll do. And isn't Neil Hansen running for something? I don't know what Neil's yeah, yeah, is. It clerk? The... Um, no, he's running for governor. I thought he was running for governor. He's running for governor. Yep. As a Democrat. Well, I don't have a fucking thing to say about that. <laughs> oh so, so I was say, that be the best I mean, never I do. Didn't Neil Hansen quit the Democratic Party last year, or am I mistaken? No, you and I were both there when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> he walked oh out <laughs> because John harassed him too much. <laughs> but but he was Oh my god, he lost it. But John was in the right, so that's how it went down. And then Lou Shirtliff told John that he needs to call Neil and apologize. Did you do it, John? Did you apologize? No, I didn't. I'm ashamed to say I didn't do it, Lucy. No, said. don't You're be ashamed. Lucy didn't deserve you a fucking right. right. Okay, here's my pet peeve with Neil Hansen. And I just, I have met him one time. And yay for throwing your hat you. into the ring. That is wonderful. I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican, a Green, whatever. Pick up your campaign signs. When you lose, they <laughs> yeah. can't be sitting at the corner for a year plus until some pissed off stay at home mom pulls her white van to the side and jumps out and pulls it out of the ground. Yeah. You can't ran- leave it there permanently, Neil. He ran for commission two years ago, and I swear his sign was at the North Ogden Smiths. Until April, at least. Yeah. But whatever, yeah, good for him. He doesn't clean up his signs. He doesn't clean up his signs. And I don't care what party you are. You don't get to just leave him out there. You know um, what? 
don't vote for Neil. You don't have to vote for Neil. Oh, there's my God. Other, there's other gubernatorial candidates on yeah. the Democratic oh, side. Don't about. vote there for were, Neil. Yes, there were some when I sat and watched that caucus, and they knocked my socks off. Do you remember any of their names? Because I do not. Yeah, um, I got it written down here because I was going to research more, but he worked for the Consumer Protection Agency. Oh, yeah. Dan met one of them at the Democrat Christmas party, didn't you? Uh, you talking about Zach Chris- Moses? Nope. Oh, the guy that the guy he, that Meg is talking about is named Chris Peterson. Yes, Chris, Chris Peterson. Peterson. That is, that's yes. it. Thank you. He's I thought a, yeah. he was well spoken. Yep. Uh, I thought that he was a candidate that actually would be out there, you know, looking for people. He didn't perfectly adjust a guitar to be in the background, so everyone's like, "Oh, he plays the guitar." Anyone who didn't watch the caucus won't understand my. Son. No, they yeah. still get it. They all understand what a. I know who you're talking about. Like. I know who you're talking about. I just thought he was very impressive and actually had the resume to back up what people in Utah need and to keep that, you know, everybody loves the economic growth growing, going on in the state. And I think that he could really continue that. Yeah. So a few other candidates who have thrown their hat in the arena is Democrats, um, uh, somebody named Nikki Pino. I don't know who that is. Mm. I haven't seen anything on social about that, that person. Um, we have had Zach Moses come to drinking liberally and met him before. Oh, and cool. depending to upon be- depending upon how say. state convention goes, uh, and if there is if there ends up being a primary, we will likely have him on the show. Nice, um, Chris Peterson as well. Um, I I listened to one of his um, live streams on Facebook. Uh, like you said, super smart guy. I asked him questions about um, internet infrastructure in the state because I mean it's just. You've heard me ask those questions before. He had really good answers, I thought. Um, a person named Ryan Jackson from Taylorsville is running for governor as a Democrat. And, of course, Neil Hansen and Archie Williams. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that is amazing. Really? What, that's, that's the guy who got up at convention four years ago and told the, the entire group, I'm not stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> and then walked off stage. It was... Yeah. Beautiful, and everybody just laughed. <laughs> like, oh, I, see, I see him here. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what we have for the governor's race. Um, just a couple of other offices. Um, yeah, AG. The, Who's- AG. There are two Democrats in that race. So, a guy named Greg Scordis who lives up in Eden. He's from Weber County. He's been sending me emails. So I find him know- fascinating. I find him endlessly fascinating. I know. So he's going to be on the show. Guy. I don't know. I don't know anything about that guy. If he's and emailing you, that means he's Greg on the Greg show. Has, look at what Greg scored. His resume is fascinating. That guy right. wants to be on our show. Yeah, let's talk to him. He probably does. And then um, Kevin Probosco, who is also running as a Democrat, you might remember him. He tried to run as a Republican against Rob Bishop last cycle in 2018. All right. And that did not work because it never works. Uh, let me think. Let me see if there are any others. Um, I think that's it for statewide offices. Nice. Um, that's a good recap. And wait, where could you find this? So if you go to WeberElections.com and at the very top it says candidates, and then on the drop down menu it'll say list of candidates, that will give you the list of everybody who has filed, whether they have filed as unaffiliated as a Republican, as a Democrat, as a Libertarian, United Utah Party, there it's there for you. Okay, just- yeah, definitely everybody needs to look up Greg Scordis. 
just, just, he's covered, he's a defense attorney and has defended some of Utah's craziest. Oh, accused. it's that guy. It's the guy yeah. who's defended the, the Bundy and the. Yeah, he's amazing. So look him up. Okay. And, and the call to action is you probably can still become a state delegate so you can vote in any of these primaries. Um, so just contact your county party if you want to be a state delegate nice. and go to state convention. You can yeah. also go to vote.utah.gov. Yep, that's how you can find out um, who, where you live, what's your deal, and that can help you. A couple others that I wanted to mention before we left here. Um, uh, Ogden School District. Um, Arlene Anderson, who has been loosely affiliated with the party in the past, she's running against Don Belknap for uh, the Ogden School Board. Uh, and then, of course, our guy, Jeremy Shinoda, like we've mentioned in the past, he's running. Um, what he, a lovely uh, person. He's I a love lovely Shinoda. Person. Shinoda's great. He is uh, running to retain his seat um, in District 4 of the Ogden School Board. Support Shinoda. He's been doing good work for you. He cares yeah. about that stuff. He, he does. does. He really does. And he shows up. He shows up all the time. Uh, the last race that I forgot to mention was um, that for the county recorder, there's a guy named Samuel Leak who's running as a Democrat. I don't know who he is, but he's running as a Democrat. So, Oh, sorry. And then there's also Joshua Pope. Balls. Joshua Pope running as a Democrat for the county treasurer spot. Oh, so, good. Thanks, so Joshua. I'm looking up Samuel Leak on Facebook. Nice. That's like a full, uh, a nice... Yeah. Full roster, almost. Right. I think almost. they challenged every seat except for 12. That's great. And that's impressive. That, like, those county-wide yeah. seats are hard to find challengers for. Well, there wasn't a challenger for county assessor. Oh, or uh, recorder? Recorder, yeah, Samuel Leake. That's or, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, clerk. There, clerk was up last two years ago. John Thompson oh, right. ran for that race. Yeah, yeah. Right. You and I recruited him. I remember. Um. All right, well. A nice analysis and uh, great information on your candidates. So go out. Uh, don't forget, it's a presidential election year, so you should be – well, you should be voting anyway, but uh, this year is uh, going to be a big turnout. Um, so don't forget to get out and, and vote. Do your mail-in ballots if they let us, I guess. They'll let see. us. Thanks to the county clerk for letting us vote by mail. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk uh, polls, pinkies up, thumbs down, and and the events. Basically, the end of the show. Uh, but right after the break. Ashley Wolfius and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. Welcome back to the show. John, let's go through some polls. Yeah, let's do it. You got them in front of you there, man? Uh, I do. Uh, so the poll this week Apparently, it was on the Facebook page. Um, what kinds of stories or conversations do the JC peeps want to hear? Six people voted. Well, six, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 
Seventeen people voted altogether. Dang, this was a good poll. They well, they, you could you could vote for multiple options in this one, so that that's a deceiving number. Kobe, I stick by what I said. <laughs> Fair enough. This is a good poll. Uh, <laughs> local politic races. Oh, I'm sorry. Local political races, community organizations, small businesses support, and or best horror movies of all time. Those were the categories. Six people voted for the local politics. Uh, five people voted for community organization organizations. And then the rounding out the end were three votes apiece for small business support and best horror movies of all time. I see you just changed that in the rundown. Thank you for that. I'm like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like we, covered, we covered all those topics in this show, actually, except for the horror movies. Well, that was so, Jessica. That was that was uh, Dan's sister. She's the one that added that one. Well, who? Very smart. My sister, like Martinez, Jessica Martinez, the very one. Added best horror movies of all time. Why would yeah. she do that? And then my wife. And then my wife voted for it. Yep. See, two smartasses. Who was the third person? Was it Kobe? No, I, I'm not. I'm not a horror movie guy, dude. I mean, I watch them sometimes. Chucky. Chucky it voted was for it. Ryan Larson. Oh. The best horror movie of all time is called The Signal. Oh, weird. Uh, seen no, no. I get way too scared. I can't. I can't. I get scared out of my mind. Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. That's not a horror movie. That's just like... It's, it's a horror classic, right? It's, it's, nope. I don't, I don't consider it horror. It's like, dude, it's not what? horror. Like, it's, it's too cheesy to be horror. And then Stop. I'd be scared. I'd be scared of it. I'd be terrified. I hate See, him. Meg, now Meg, I that's, like that that's None of that what shit you need to, okay. I feel like we, we need to have it, Halloween. We're going to do a, a, a horror movie podcast. I, I, get too scared. I do. I, I know that sounds silly. I am one of those people that just gets ghost stories, any of that, and I'll just be scared oh. all night long. Oh, yes. Campfire and ghost stories. Oh, man. I, it's too much. Let's stop talking about politics. Let's just do movies. I no, watched right? the one where the kid, there was all the killing at the summer camp, and then they he was naked, and then the girl was actually a boy, or the boy was a girl. No, <laughs> the girl was a boy. Yeah, uh, a sleepaway camp sleepaway or something. Camp. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan made me watch that, and I was <laughs> terrified. And I was like, what? Why did he make I you can't. watch it? Cause because it's because of the end. It's the last scene, huh? Well, Brian worked at Hollywood Video, and so he watched all <laughs> yes. of the cult classics. And I guess that was one that he, they said he needed to watch, and he never did. That and is, so we watched it, and I was terrified. I hated it. It was horrible. That's that's one of the sexier horror movies, isn't it? What the fuck, John? Am I There's wrong? A naked little boy. I feel like I'm... Yeah, there's a little boy. What the. I don't know. I, that's one that I always saw on the shelves, and I was like, that is too racy for me. It was. You're right. There was a lot of intercourse between camp counselors. Thank you. I don't know why Dan is shaming my purity. I guess. I guess it's because uh, they're all underage, so it was weird. Well, it just scared the crap out of me. I hate all of them. They're all too scary. (laughs) Ghost stuff. I don't like any Satan stuff. Demon. Oh, I know. That's still the 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 Exorcist is nope. got to be has nope. got to be the best horror movie of all time, right? Oh, it's I I I ooh, 
<sighs> I know. I we should. It's it's getting real late at night, and I really don't want to be thinking. about I remember. This stuff. I watched. I watched the Candyman. Farewell to the flesh. Oh yeah, that's Alyssa, a good one too. I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies. I went to a friend's house. We watched it. I kid you not. The next day, my parents put in sliding glass closet doors in my bedroom, <gasps> and I had to cover them in sheets because I was so <laughs> so scared to sleep in my room. Oh, that's great. Why would you put sliding glass closet doors in? That's why It was a thing in the 90s. It was Dude, yeah, that was like, yeah, everybody was doing that in the 90s. At least that's what movies oh, told me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's like, like a mirror, mirror, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, mirror okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was Sorry, thinking like I, like a sliding glass door like wait. you put on your back porch. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> no. Why would you do that? <laughs> it was mirrors, and I just knew Candyman was going to show up in his leather trench coat and kill me. Dude, I'll fight him. Whatever. Don't, Kobe. You can't fight supernatural beings. Stop. Please, Kobe, please. You don't talk to Maddie about this. You don't understand what's going on here. Dude, I Uh, 100% understand. (laughs) So it's funny because the poll results, it said local political races, which we did. Yep. And we did do kind of community organization. You know what? So we we were good. Thanks for participating in the polls. Ogden Impact. Ogden Impact, that's right. Impact We're giving them what they want. Impact Ogden. Oh my god, see... Meg. Uh, there was no other poll, but uh, again, thanks for everybody for voting. Um, pinkies up, thumbs down. Where's the music at? Uh, pinkies music? up, thumbs down! A all right, oh. let's get some pinkies oh, up. Oh, thumbs up, down. down. Dang, all right. Gonna get the pinky up. <laughs> <laughs> I think John should start us out. That was gold. I, I, um, I've been trying to think of who I have a pinky up or thumbs down to, and I just, I really can't. I got nothing okay. today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go thumbs down for two thumbs down one i'm gonna double down on this one thumbs down to shane forrester for not coming <laughs> on to the show when say and looking at his phone because i know he gets our slack messages looks at his phone and is just like nah and then he the other one is that slack long ago no yeah, he no he no he i guarantee you he's looking at our stuff because he's one of those yeah, he's a creeper. He's and he what? And if he wants to defend himself, he can come on the show and defend himself. I don't yeah. think he listens to the show anymore. And though. I said on his thing, no, I said on one of his on his Facebook page, we need you to. He should have a podcast or something like that. And Melanie, his adorable wife, who is on the front lines for COVID, by the way, thank she you. Yep. She liked the comment. Oh, so she, oh snap. Shane, you can't use her as a crutch for why you're not on the show because Melanie liked it. And Melanie's a hardworking woman. She loves woman. how you podcast. <laughs> uh, and then the other one's to Meg for her conspiracy theories about Donald Trump. Yeah. Thank you. Apparently, he 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 graduated from freaking well, Wharton. We well, can't confirm. Neither deny nor confirm yeah. that he has that. I'm telling you, if there was a, a journalist is out there and if they could break that story, they would. So I am I am not a member of QAnon, though, for anyone who's aware of that. Tom Hanks is lovely. Leave him alone. Yeah. 
All right. Who else? Uh, Dan, you went. John, you went. Meg, you got something? I do. I have a huge pinkies up to the members of Intermountain Medical who flew out to New York City yesterday to go volunteer in the 17 hospitals in New York City to try to quell the effects of the COVID virus. Um, and also huge, I don't even know, there's no such thing as a huge pinkies up. Maybe a pinkies up with a person that has one of those gross oh, cocaine long fingernails. Pinkies mm, deep. Coke pinky up. Yeah, pinkies deep. I don't like that at all. Like, <laughs> Talk to Shane Forster. I can't even, yeah. that Pink would make sense now. Now, now I completely understand where that saying came from. Because yeah. <laughs> I just, if there was one person who would think, about how that would work. That would be Shane. But oh, yeah. um, to my cousin, Jordan Musgrave, who went to New York <laughs> with her sister and they volunteered in the Queens Hospital. Um, she didn't last long before she was horrified and came home and was scared for her health and safety. But she came home and was a wealth of information of what's really happening. Everybody that's saying you know, not real or this or that. And I have this woman who is a nurse who I have known for many years to be very level-headed and logical, come home and give me this information that makes me so grateful that I am staying home and I am quarantining. Yeah. And I think, and I think that, you know, I listened to a little bit of her, um, you, you shared a video, Meg, and hearing her account of what it was like being, you know, a medical professional in that hospital in Queens, New York, was pretty eye-opening and it showed it sort of showed how you know this whole flatten the curve thing like this is why so that we don't get to that yeah. and i think that's everybody keeps pointing to like well the flu is more deadly or heart disease is more deadly and it's like guys it's not about what's more deadly it's about the system not being overrun and if you get right. to the point that new york is at right now the system like you will you will have that same problem yeah. in utah and like you don't want that so stay home Yes, and that's exactly what she was saying. It's not so much our numbers are better so we can go out. It's our numbers are better stay in until we figured out how to keep it this way. Yeah. So pinkies up to all of those, and I, I, I really am enamored. She felt a call to serve. She felt this need to go serve people in another state. And let me tell you, Meg's fat ass feels a call for another white claw and a bag of salt and vinegar chips. That's the only call I feel. Thank you. So to those of you that feel another call to serve, God love you. Like missionaries? Yes. Sure, John. Sure. Missionaries. I mean, you can't say call to serve without half of our audience thinking. Don't get me John. started because then I'll start singing the song, Call to Service. Oh, right. Okay. And I see. Um, that reminds me, though. I want to. Um, have you guys heard that, like. The state's trying to get more people to get coronavirus testing. Yeah, they're actually asking people to go get tested, whether, you know, even if you're feeling the slightest symptoms, like Spencer Cox yeah. is out there on Twitter every day, like, go get tested, please. Right. It's like, even if you have just one of the symptoms. So my wife um, has been having some symptoms that I would honestly probably attribute to uh, allergies, but she's been Licking saying every, well, well, um, you know, just normal stuff. But uh, but because she was asking me every day if she had coronavirus, I was like, whatever, just go get tested. So she went and got tested uh, two days ago, maybe, maybe yesterday. And uh, 
We don't know what day it is. It's honest to God. That's I have so no fair. idea what day it is. For real. I can't and believe it. But yeah. The, the, the results came back. And no, no she's results pregnant. yet. But it's just like, it is super easy to get tested. Like, I called the line. The recording said that they wouldn't test you if you didn't have, uh, if your symptoms were only mild. But then I talked to the lady and she was like, oh, yeah, she had a sore throat and a cough. Sure. Yeah, she can go get tested. And then the test was, I mean, she just sat in her car. She waited in line. Um, and it, it sounded, I mean, like they did stick a toothpick up her nose or whatever, but it sounded <gasps> no. fairly painless. No. Oh, really? But I got to say, I actually had my mom go get tested, too. My mom hated it. She had a headache all day because they stuff this thing up your nose that, yeah, like, no. reaches, bends down and goes into the back of your throat. Mm-mm. So nope. Sheena said it's, like, uncomfortable but no big deal. But my mom was like, that was terrible. I quote so. Dan on the daily though, because last show I said, how often, how many times a day do you think you have COVID? And without skipping a beat, Dan goes, usually just in the mornings because it's <laughs> true in the mornings. I'm like, Oh, do I have it today? <laughs> well, yeah. And like, especially allergy season, I was surprised to see them saying more people should get tested. Cause I feel like tons of people are going to have symptoms right now. Yeah. But Hey, I'm all for it. Like data. Love that data, baby. Dude, you should work for numbers. Uh, yeah, Ew. you should have a Facebook account because he likes your data too. Uh, <laughs> well, that great pinkies up and thumbs down, everybody. Job well done. Wait, I got one. I, I still got one. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Kobe has one. Real fast. So there will be a special session of the legislature tomorrow, starting tomorrow. And it sounds like it's going to go, it's going to run fairly long. It's not going to be like a one, trust involved. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be a one day or um, so. But thumbs down to some of the things that they're already doing. So, for example, uh, Benjamin Wood, who used to be a writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, he is no longer. He's from Weber County. Cool guy. Um, he tweeted out this uh, a screenshot of a bill that Francis Gibson is running that would require the governor to consult with the state legislature on some of these like emergency measures that he's implementing. And it's just it's, it, it harkens back to a conversation that we had with Katie Matheson when we had her on the show during the legislative session. You know, she said that the legislature is in the business of consolidating power unto itself, and the legislator, I think, you know, especially Francis Gibson, is treating the governor as though he's not elected somehow. And so it's like, no, 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 you can't just make decisions as the executive in this state. You need to consult with us as the legislature before you start doing all this stuff. Like, no, no, he doesn't have to do that. He's an elected official as well, a co-equal branch of government. He doesn't have to consult with you. Now he can, but he doesn't have to, and they're trying to make it so that he has to. So thumbs down on that crap, man. I'm, I'm over the state legislature consolidating power unto itself to for whatever reason to stroke their egos or whatever. The second thumbs down is to Senate President Stuart Adams, who he's going to be running a bill in the legislative session about it's going to be called a right to try bill. And what it is, is it is a bill that will essentially it, it doesn't hold harmless pharmacies and doctors who prescribe the two drugs that Donald Trump has been pushing in his daily COVID-19 press briefings which have not been approved by the FDA to treat COVID-19. But the president is out there pushing these drugs as though that testing has already happened, saying, oh, it's, it's a miracle. They're wonderful. Didn't, didn't somebody in Arizona die from that? Yes, but oh, she yeah. was an idiot. 
So yeah, we will talk about her. She was an idiot. She was an idiot. I mean, an idiot for following Donald Trump's advice? Yeah. No. She was an idiot. I mean, yes, but she was also an idiot. So what's going to happen is Senate President Stuart Adams is going to run a bill in this special session that would allow, like I said, these doctors and these pharmacists to prescribe these drugs, which are not FDA approved for this particular treatment. They're approved for other treatments. So when Donald Trump says, oh, yeah, they're they're approved. These are FDA approved drugs. Well, not for this. They're approved no. for malaria and other things. And not what's for fascinating this. about that is my brother-in-law who has lupus takes one of these medications. That's right. And if you could know the hoops he had to jump through, physicals, blood testing, all of the things he had to do to even to qualify for this medication and to think that now we're just going to ramrod it through is pretty shocking. Yeah. So what's happening is there's a guy named Dan Richards who owns a bunch of these pharmacies in the state of Utah. He has bought up a lot of the supplies that it would take to make this drug and then push it out to the public once once they start – like once this – if this uh, – what do I want to say? This, this bill would pass, so this right to try bill, then all of a sudden he is no longer liable if you are prescribed that drug. And you take it and your family member dies because of it. You cannot sue him as the drug manufacturer. And that's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for that legal protection. And Stuart Adams is going to push it through the Senate so that he can make a pile of cash off of this suffering that people are happening. And because they're going to freak out, people say, oh, Donald Trump is telling me to go get this drug. So people are going to go to their doctor and say, I want the drug. And then they're going to prescribe it. And then they're going to go to the pharmacy and they're going to get it. And then that some of those people may end up dying or overdosing on it and they can't sue the drug manufacturer because of it. He's yeah. waiting for that legal protection. He's been in the Senate president's ear. He's been talking to the Salt Tribune saying, oh, well, you know, we're just trying to do our part. And, you know, the Senate is saying – or uh, Stuart Adams and Evan Vickers, who is a representative from Cedar City, he's the, he's the house sponsor for this bill. He's saying – Oh well, you know we don't want people to to go and get this if they don't have symptoms. Okay, it's like you you know full well that that's not what's going to happen. This these drugs have not been tested for this, and Dr. Fauci is is going out there saying he said it back in March. He's like, no, the the things that you're hearing are is simply anecdotal evidence that the clinical trials have not they have not. Run their course yeah. yet, so we know what's actually happening. What is it called? The hydrocolocolocolin, you know, hydro whatever. Hydrochlorine. I, yeah, it's very difficult on the heart. It's very hard on the heart, is what Isn't I read. And the one that I took it in liquid form, and it it did kill her. But so thumbs down to that man. Thumbs down to all of drug? that. This isn't like I have depression, and I think Loratab is going to help it. So. I want to try that for my depression. This is just I want to try the president's drug, and it's it's just just to protect the people who should protect me from it. Is that what you can hear? Is my child? Yeah, yeah, we hear. I'm sorry. He's playing Fortnite with his dad and his brother. I let me go tell him to be quiet. No, it's (laughs) fine. But yeah, but, but thumbs down to that entire situation because basically, a guy who has a vested interest in making it so that this person that he's not legally liable has gotten into the Senate president's ear and no doubt when it comes election time that guy's going to donate a pile of cash to Stuart Adams and other Republicans in the state legislature when he's made tons and tons of money 
off of this because he can't be sued and he can just do whatever he wants. And he's got the president out there saying, oh, yeah, this is totally the thing to do. And it's just a complete joke, man. What did right. we say earlier? If you uh, could just somehow get an evil heart. Is that what we said? Or what was the phrase yeah. yeah. earlier? I think it was an evil heart or evil mind or something yeah, about something making like money. That so that you could just be like, well, screw these people. I'm going to be rich. Well, uh, yeah. Like, isn't this just thinning the herd, though? Really? Yeah. No. Are we okay no. with? Are we okay, okay with this? I stand by my call now. Who is the worst person? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. You just went down. If you dang it, you're I've never man. said thinning the herd just to go on record. <laughs> well, at least Aren't... I've never said it where I'm being recorded. <laughs> Aren't we just calling the dummies? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Gosh, it's just is like I don't know how anybody can be can vote Republican and like I don't know anymore. No, I get you. It's like blatant now. Jeez. Um. So cool. Thanks for the thumbs down, everybody. Um. Let's talk about upcoming events. (laughs) Uh. All right. Thursday. These are going to be virtual events. So there's no. Uh, no excuse for you, John, not to attend. Uh, I've got excuses. <laughs> Thursday, April 16th. Special That's tomorrow. S- is that tomorrow? Holy it God. sure is. It sure is. Okay, so when this goes up, uh, special session of the state legislature. You can watch it online. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people will be getting uh, Get some popcorn and some Vicodin, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Sunday, April 19th, Indy Ogden Virtual Swap Meet. Oh, this will be fun. Yeah. Uh, you can visit their website or social media for details. Yeah, so son, uh, Sunday, April 19th, it's going to launch. Um, the The way it's going to work is uh, you can go to their website and you can see all of their vendors. And you'll be able to click through to their eShops and shop directly from that vendor so you'll that's way cool yeah indiogna's just trying to connect you to you know the the vendors that um have an online presence whether that's an etsy store or you know some kind of website like whatever so they're going to try and connect those folks and there's going to be like live streams of like dj music and all kinds of stuff dan's got a bunch of stuff planned and then he also offered to do a, a little giveaway so we'll be doing a giveaway in the junction city forum so if you're interested in an Indie Ogden t-shirt and a $40 oh, gift card to WBs, make sure that you are in the Junction City Forum Facebook group. Yeah, get in that forum. Is he Facebook doing this elitist. every week? This is a, this is an every weekend thing, right? Um, I, I don't know. I, I know that this is going to go on for like a few days. Like I, I think that the page is going to be up perpetually. But some of the like the the other events going on, like the DJ music and stuff like that, that that will spring up um, more sporadically. I think that's amazing. I I have um I want to be booked and do like a five minute uh you know stand magic show routine stand yeah. oh ma- magic would be even better yes ventriloquist uh, John we could do stand up right five minute set it'd be easy. I don't know if John could stand up. No. No, I mean, you can sit down. You got, yeah, okay. If you can do a sit down. 
John's out of breath from going to the bathroom earlier. Uh, so you can find so all the good stuff that we have, all this information. You can find it on the Facebook page, Junction City Podcast. Uh, you can vote on the polls in the Junction City Forum. If you're not already a part of the forum, what are you doing with your life? Uh, you should be in the forum, yeah. making comments, suggestions, you're adding home polls. All day, people, we know yeah, you are. Right? You're home I mean, all day. And if you're not home all day, and I mean, you have to extend <laughs> work, I get that. But if you're not, you're a terrible person and we're all yeah. going to die because of you. Why are yeah. you not at home? Exactly. Nice. Uh, some of us don't have Facebook. Like I'm not on Facebook. So you could also, <laughs> I didn't know if you guys knew that. Uh, you could also follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Actually, I don't have an Instagram either because it's Who Facebook. Who Twitters? Who Twitters out of you guys on for Junction City Podcast? Um, if they I, follow you, who's who is doing the Twitter? I I have it on my phone. I thought John was going to take it over. When was the last time there was a tweet? Let me let me pull it real fast. John, like probably a week ago. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. Let's take a look here. While he's looking, you can also find us, uh, or you can also check out our videos on YouTube, Junction City Podcast, and give us money, Patreon. Yeah. We'll give you a shout out. We'll say your stupid name on this podcast. <laughs> say your stupid name. So just, no, give my also, name and be like, shout out to Hobo Jobo in West Haven. Just do it. Yeah. Also, that money goes to local journalism like Meg. Local journalists like Meg, I should have said. Well, I do want to write an article about stuff. So stay tuned. Yeah. Everybody needs to know about stuff. Uh, you can find our our. Uh, our show notes and links to other other organizations that we talked about on the show at junctioncitypodcast.com. You can like us and rate us, give us five-star ratings on all of the podcasts, any, any podcast yeah. apps that you have. Did you find our last tweet, Kobe? I, I feel like I gave you a lot of time there. Uh, yeah, so we've been a little bit egregious. The last tweet before I just fired off like four tweets was... March twenty fifth. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. You're, I was I was thinking like January. You had to stay in and. Dude, it's right. It's dude. Can you believe? Can you guys believe that April is half gone? No, I don't no, want to talk been about like it. It's like thirty days since we've been terrible. locked down. Holy crap! It's terrible. Yeah. But I do have one request that somehow we find a way to record John Miles just going. Oh yeah. He reminds me of the deaf oh, guy yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he reminds me of the deaf guy a little bit. We can the deaf guy. Duff guy. Duff man. No, Duff man. Duff man. Can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> well. And, uh, you know, like we say every week. Yep. All politics is local.